Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. All right. So today we are continuing a conversation with Elisa Vitti. Elisa is a functional nutrition and women's hormone expert. She's also the author of the books Woman Code and In the Flow. And she founded Flow Living, the world's first and only full service digital hormonal healthcare company. This conversation was so full of valuable information that we ended up splitting it into two different episodes. And this is part two of that two part series. So If you didn't hear part one, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that episode first to give you some more context and foundational helpful information on understanding hormones, balancing your hormones, et cetera, because this really builds off of that. Whether or not you choose to listen to it before you dig into this one is up to you, but I definitely recommend not missing out on that one. And in this episode, we're picking up right where we left off and digging into cycle syncing and how that applies to your work life, your productivity, your fitness, and your social life. Let's dig into it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. bigger process and the sort of bigger question you were asking is sort of like, well, what do we do to really support our cycles? And that's the work that I, and the research that I put into my second book called In the Flow, which is the first book to unpack something that we really all need to know about as our new normal, mm-hmm. which is called the infradian rhythm. I-N-F-R-A-D-I-A-N. We should all have t-shirts. <laughs> I'm an infra- <laughs> I'm an infradian girl living in a circadian world, right? <laughs> and and so that's an important thing. So I, when I was deciding to write this book, the question that I was asking, I always ask a different question of myself when I'm writing a book. And the question I asked for this book was, why are so many women compared to men suffering with hormonal problems? Why, mm-hmm. why is that such a big difference? And it came down to two things. One, we're being left out of medical fitness and nutrition research, right? Of all the studies ever performed, only 4% include women. Wow. Okay. And that's a big, important thing for you to know, because what it means is anything you've heard, like intermittent fasting is the best thing to do, or HIIT workouts every day are the best thing to do, or this is the thing to do to be healthy, Mm -hmm. that is not including you biologically in a study. They're just making an assumption that women are smaller versions than men. Mm -hmm. And so it should apply. I find this just so hypocritical because if we're talking about scientific research, we do not make assumptions 
Right. We should we should not be making assumptions. We should have data right. <laughs> that right. has been measured based on an experiment. So it is just the most insidious form of gender bias that I that I still see exist. Like I know we've we as women have fought for so much equality in the workplace and everywhere else. Um, we need to now stand up and demand equality in medical fitness and nutrition research because the fact that we're being left out, but then being to- told marketed to and sold programs and products that only optimize for the male hormonal experience mm-hmm. is making us sick. Mm-hmm. It's hurting us. Mm-hmm. It's got to stop. Yeah. Right. It's such an interesting thing because I, I mean, just knowing that is like mind boggling, quite honestly. Yeah. But I mean, it, it makes so much sense. And here's why, because I think I have felt the same overwhelm that so many of the listeners are probably feeling where it seems like you're almost getting conflicting information. Whereas, and what I mean by that is you're told on the one hand and marketed to that, go do intermittent fasting or go do X, Y, and Z. And then you, you know, work with a functional doctor or you hear what you're saying and you're like, wait, that's not what I've been told. And it gets like, is anybody right? Does anyone know what they're talking about? And it can really make you want to give up. It can make you feel like, well, none of it's right because all of it's supposed to be right. And and then that and that's really and that's what led me to sort of keep digging. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's one piece of it, but mm-hmm. there then there's got to be another reason. And mm-hmm. that's why you feel that way is because you have a unique biological rhythm in your body that's called the infradian clock, which I'll break down in a minute, and it makes your the way you operate totally distinct from that of males. And if that's not being included or factored into your treatment plan, your wellness plan, your workout routine, your nutritional plan, then you're absolutely right. None of it's right. None of it will work. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's, the, that's the truth of it. So that was the big sort of aha moment. I said, oh my gosh, not only do I have to write a book that explains, put, put, put the picture frame around this problem that we have of this lack of inclusivity, but also In the Flow is the first book to unpack or discuss ever the infradian rhythm and what it means for women. Mm. And I wanted to not just explain all this, but then I wanted to create a methodology that finally addresses our biological reality, mm. that finally puts our biological clock at the center of our wellness, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle plan, so that we can finally start to feel better in our bodies, reduce symptoms, and then really start to thrive. Because most of us, because I know what it was like to have all these hormonal problems, you're not you're not thriving, you're surviving. Mm. You're just getting through from one symptom to the next, hoping for the best. That is no way to live, yeah. right? We yeah. should expect more. And so that's why I created the cycle thinking method, um, which allows you to really care for this infradian rhythm in the correct way. Mm. So we got to break down. What is the infradian right, rhythm? That was my work? next I got, question. Yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what is this? This is what a big is word. Like, what do you need to know? Okay. So everybody knows about the circadian rhythm. So I like to just start there because it's, 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 Related, you know, there's a biological rhythm, right? So the circadian rhythm we know, we used to think very simply that the circadian rhythm uh, only governed our sleep-wake cycles. And then we learned that that was too simplistic, that in fact, what it does is very powerful biological rhythm. And we have all, every human being has a circadian rhythm, right? Um, so it doesn't matter what age and stage of life you are, you have this. 
Um, but it governs way more than your sleep-wake cycle. It governs the timing of a lot of the functionality of your body, right? So, for example, it's really advantageous that there is a circadian control over your bowel function. Because can you imagine, here you are in the middle of the night trying to get your nice deep REM sleep cycles in, and there's no rhyme or reason to when you're going to have to have a bowel movement, and you wake up at 3.15, 3.17 a.m., and you have to go, right? Mm-hmm. That would be detrimental to your sleep, to your brain, to your health. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that the circadian rhythm actually governs that your bowels are more active in the earlier part of the day and less active at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So that you can get deep rest, which has all the health benefits that we know about, right? Mm. And that's just one of the things that it controls the timing. It also affects the timing of our blood pressure, when it's higher, when it's lower, et cetera, et cetera, right? Super, super cool, super Mm. important. And as you've already heard, I'm sure, in the biohacking community, which is unfortunately largely populated by male experts. The biohacking community really focuses a lot on making sure that you do everything to optimize your circadian health, right? By making sure you wake up super early in the morning and that you do your workouts at a certain time of the day, you time your caloric intake and you're monitoring your glucose and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This all is very, very good to support the circadian rhythm. Men have their their testosterone production pattern follows a circadian clock. So we can say that men are circadian dominant. They do not have a secondary biological clock that drives their hormonal production. It follows exactly the circadian clock. And this is why all the research studies and everything, they are really only optimizing for the circadian clock because they leave women out because they, quote unquote, think we're too complicated, which is nonsense. And so everything, intermittent fasting, Hit workouts, keto. I mean, pick a, pick a trend that has gotten a lot of airtime over the past couple of years. All of these things have been researched and studied on men, male subjects. And they do find that they get really great results, especially with intermittent fasting, if you have a circadian only clock. Okay. But the infradian clock, let's talk about that now. So the infradian clock, we experience that at the highest level, just like the circadian at the highest level we experience in our sleep-wake cycles, the infrading clock we experience at the highest level over the course of our monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. But it would be just like it's too simplistic to think of the circadian clock about sleep-wake cycles, it turns out way too simplistic to think about the infrading clock as just governing when you're ovulating and when you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. Because it turns out that this infrading clock governs six key systems of your body. Your brain, which changes up to 25% over the course of this infradian cycle. Mm. <laughs> um, your metabolism, which actually changes within the month. We're going to break that down. It's the basis of why we, why we do the food and fitness the way that I do it in the cycle thinking method. Uh, it affects your immune response. It affects your stress responses and your cortisol patterns are different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It affects your microbiome and it affects your reproductive system, your cycle, your sex drive and your fertility. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is this infradian clock is the key to our healthy kingdom, so to speak. Right. And all these things that we have historically thought of as disconnected, like, 
oh, our fertility is over here and needs a special support, but our brain is over here and needs a special support, and then our metabolism needs a whole is in a different silo and needs a different approach. It just falls apart because now that we understand they're all connected through the infradian rhythm, mm-hmm. the fact that we have never been supporting that or never including that in our self-care practices is the reason why so many women suffer with these massively different categories of health issues from mm-hmm. their brain to their weight to their immune system to their reproductive system. Mm-hmm. Okay? Crazy. And yeah. it was it was just explosive to uncover this and I thought, yeah. "Oh my gosh, we all have to know about this as our new normal and we have to have a plan that really meets us where we are." Mm-hmm. So the best way that I can start is to really now unpack, well, how do I use the cycle thinking method to support my super important infradian rhythm? Because I, I totally believe and get now that that's the key and it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the cycle thinking method is comprised of three pillars, right? It's food, fitness, and time management. Okay. Let's, let's break down the food piece first. Your metabolism is not the same. So, all those traditional, like, um, you know, success coaching things that you hear, I mean, they're all the same, like from time immemorial, like, <laughs> wake up early, you know, the early bird gets the worm, wake up super early, uh, eat most of your calories earlier in the day, do a, a, a work, a high intensity workout at the same time of the day and do all your work, your deep work, right? Like, it's like, just front load your day. And all the time management tools and everything, fitness advice, diet, dieting advice, it's all, if you have this daily routine that you are like super dedicated and committed to, then you will become healthier, which will then make you more productive, which will then lead to greater success mm-hmm. in your career, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the promise. Right. Now, the reality, the truth is that works if you have male hormones, mm-hmm. because for men, you make all your testosterone at night, and around 5 a.m., your body starts to release this into your bloodstream. It's extremely advantageous for you to wake up somewhere between 5 and 6 a.m. to take advantage of this huge influx of testosterone and cortisol into your biochemistry. Get up, do a workout, um, get ready to do your deep work, eat your calories, get as much done as you can, front load all the most important stuff that you can get done before 2 p.m. Mm. After that, cortisol and testosterone really start to decline. You're in the late luteal stage here after 2 p.m. And then around 8 o'clock, you're in your menstrual phase as a man, and you have your lowest levels of hormones. you got to go to bed. Go back oh into gosh, the man cave. Oh, my gosh, this is so funny. They have the menstrual phase as a man. They have, <laughs> they have a 24-hour <laughs> hormonal cycle, yeah, right? And so we want to map their hormonal cycle onto ours. Right. That's what it kind of looks like. Mm. So they need to go to bed around 10 o'clock if they're going to have a shot at making all their testosterone that they need for the next day, which is why Mm. if you have a young man who's suffering from low testosterone, oftentimes that's because he's not dialing in his circadian management properly, right? He's not getting Mm. sleep at the right time and that's resulting in low T. And this is why all the success advice and the early morning power clubs and the early morning, every networking groups and all the corporate culture and everything is organized around like do as much as you can before two in the afternoon and why happy hours like starts around 3.30 mm. <laughs> because this is what works for guys. Mm. 
you work on a completely different model. You have the infradian model. Men are circadian. You are infradian. And so what does that mean? Let's look at the food piece. Your metabolism is not the same every day like a man's is. So men really, it is Groundhog Day. They should eat the same each and every day, the same calories, the same time of day. It's super great for them. Your metabolism is dependent on where, which cycle phase you're in. So you have four phases of the cycle. You have your follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual. Okay, the bleeding phase. So if you're in your follicular and ovulatory phase of the cycle, your metabolism is slightly lower than you, you know, relative to yourself, slightly lower. So that means that you can eat fewer calories and you will not disrupt your blood sugar as a result. So it's actually very optimizing for your metabolism to restrict calories a little bit more in this half of the cycle. Mm. Once you have ovulated and then you're now in the luteal phase, your metabolism speeds up. And the research shows conclusively that you need 279 more calories per day. So it's not just like, oh, my metabolism, I should, I should still try to hold on and restrict calories. No, if you don't give yourself those 279 more calories, guess what's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to mess with your metabolism. You're going to start to store fat more. You're going to not make enough progesterone, which is going to exacerbate all your PMS conditions, right? You're going to disrupt your mood. You're going to be more anxious and depressed and foggy. And you're going to binge eat because you're going to start then having ghrelin uh, get kicked off as a neurotransmitter to make you eat more calories, but it won't, it won't, you won't be in control of the quality of those calories mm-hmm. at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to change your caloric intake first half of the month versus second half of the month if you want to have a chance to optimize your infradian rhythm. That's just that piece. When we look at the fitness piece, now we're talking about cortisol patterns. Turns out in the first half of the month, follicular and ovulatory, your resting cortisol patterns are lower. So this is the time of the month where you can do high-intensity workouts, cardio workouts to your heart's content, all the things that you have typically associated with managing your weight, Mm -hmm. right? Once you cross over ovulation and you're in the luteal phase, you must avoid cardio and high-intensity interval training because if you do them, the studies are conclusive, you will turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting. So what? if you made two, <laughs> yep, what mind exploding? Okay, yeah, so that that answers the question. You know, why is it that you feel like you make some progress um, the first half of the month, and then by the end of the month, you've just kind of plateaued? It's because you're un. If you don't change your caloric intake and your workout intensity to match your infradian reality right, the infradian effect on your metabolism and stress response patterns, you will undo any of the progress you made in the first half of the cycle. Mm. At best, you will have zero delta at the end of the month. But at worst, which is more common, you could gain a pound or two. Mm. And I saw this years ago in my practice in Manhattan, where uh, this was years ago when the trend in fitness was to train, you know, in an amateur way for a triathlon. Mm-hmm. right, as a way to, like, get in shape. And women would come to me and say, I really do not understand what happened. I trained for six months for this triathlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did what my coach told me. I ran five miles every other day, and I swam, and I biked, and I ate what they said, and I and they put on 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I can tell you why that happened, 
right? And and this is something now that the U.S. women's soccer team is using to train their female athletes with precision and great results, I would dare say, because they're super successful. Uh, understanding the infradian rhythm is the only way to dial in our, our caloric intake and our fitness intensity in a way that actually honors our biological needs. And if you're doing it any other way, you are doing yourself a disservice and you're, you are going to disrupt your hormones, disrupt the way that all of these six systems of the bodies work, and you are not going to feel very good wow. pretty quickly. Okay, question. So yeah. I want to go back to the exercise thing because I think this is so interesting. I mean, the whole thing is interesting, but a question that came up for me was, so in that second half of the month, when it comes to exercise, what is a better alternative than doing those high-intensity cardio yeah. workouts? And I want to state for the record that I'm somebody who has maintained, you remember my story about being obese, right? Mm -hmm. I maintained a 60 pound weight loss for 20 years using this method. And I gained 50 pounds with my pregnancy with my daughter, was able to lose that without any sort of stress, any pushing, any great effort. Just by working with this biological rhythm, it is so easy mm -hmm. to get to your optimal self from a weight management point of view. So for any of you who are listening to struggling with weight, Please stop killing yourself at the gym and please stop starving yourself. It's never going to happen that way. Never, never, never. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you got to work with your infradian clock. So what you do, and, and this is what's in the book, in, in the flow, chapter four has the food chart of which foods to eat at which phase of the cycle. Chapter five has the workout chart, right? And so, by the way, does the MyFlow app. Um, there's a feature in the app called the Cycle Thinking Feature. It's the only app on the planet that is a Cycle Thinking app. And of course, this is my creation, and <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> and so it'll t it'll tell you in real time, like, oh, you're in your follicular phase. Do these things, eat these things, right? And the book has the charts too. And I, I was actually chatting with somebody at a large corporation, and uh, she said that her husband, who's a chef there in Baltimore, they ha they take the food chart. He has he has put in the put the food chart on the fridge. And he just makes her based on, so we, there's also a feature in the app called Partner Sync. So she put his information in. And whenever she's in a new phase of the cycle, the app alerts her husband. And then he then makes a whole weekly meal plan to support that phase of her cycle based on the food chart of the book In the Flow. Hmm. Wow. Right? So, I mean, That's to me, <laughs> that is relationship goals. Yes, okay. Right. Just changing the standard. And why? Because actually, the way that we can really sh love is a verb. It's, it's supporting each other and in, 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 in building intimacy. And I think that one of the key ways that we have not been able to truly create intimacy in relationships is by including awareness of each other's biological rhythm. And I'll talk more about that when we get to the relationship piece. But um, that's a beautiful thing to see. So you want to look, you want to get the book because it has super comprehensive things. From a fitness point of view, just at a high level, some of the things that you would do in the luteal phase are strength training, for example, without a cardio component. So you can lift a whole bunch of heavy weights. You could squat up against the wall so you pass out. You could hold some planks. You could do things like that. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to do, you know, 30-second intervals of uh, sprinting followed by a minute of rest. You're not going to do a HIIT workout. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do a bunch of jumping jacks and then stop and then go do lifting some weights. You're just going to, you could lift weights. You could do Pilates. You could do anything that's building lean muscle because that's what your body wants to do during this phase is build mm -hmm. lots of lean muscle. 
and use stored fat as fuel. But you have to train the right way and you have to eat the right amount of calories in order for that to happen. If you don't dial those two things in, it will not happen. Interesting. Wow. Okay. My, this is so helpful for me because that is one area that I feel like has always, and I think a lot of us, quite honestly, have always been a, a little bit just misled by, right? Like you talked about, but also I think just confused why things aren't working. And so having an alternative, not only knowing what not to do, but what to do so that you can better support your body is so empowering, I think. Um, and it's been, I mean, that- it's like there was a commercial on television year, a few years back and it was for a weight loss medication for women. I won't mm-hmm. name any names, but it was targeting women. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was this really, really sad cartoon. And it was Jack and Jill, you know, couple are going to go on, a, you know, they're both overweight. So they have these little cartoon stick figure kind of drawings of chubby, you know, something like a five-year-old would draw, like little, <laughs> you know, little circular bodies, like arms and legs, thick, thick arms and legs. And, uh, the, you know, they're fat and frustrated. They're going to go on a diet. 30 days later, Jack magically transforms into like a Grecian god. He's got like a eight pack, you know, and he's feeling great. But Jill, meanwhile, is still fat and frustrated. Mm. She needs help. She needs this medication, right? That's the premise of the commercial. Mm. This bothers me because the problem is not that Jill is uh, deficient in any way and therefore needs a medication support. The problem is that she did the same uh, fitness and diet plan that Jack did. And she would never get the same results as Jack because the fitness and diet plan that was researched to get results was only researched on Jack's ecosystem. Hmm. So, of course, Jack got the results and, of course, Jill did not. Hmm. So we really have to understand that um, any woman who has ever tried to lose weight and failed, it is because you have not included your infradian rhythm into your process. And you will never succeed. So this is not an alternative. This is the way. Mm, that's so good. Okay. Woo! I have follow-up questions. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Okay. So talking about cycle syncing in terms of how it relates to what we do when it comes to nutrition as well as exercise and those basic components of caring for our health, can we also talk about what that can look like when it comes to our output, when it comes to our productivity, the things that we're working yeah. on, the projects, the goals, all of that, because I think that has, and I'm sure you would agree, has equal amount of an effect on our body as, you know, the amount of, or the type of workout that we're doing due to the stress and the demand on us and all of those things. So can yeah, well, it's the third, it's the third pillar of the cycle thinking method, right? This uh-huh. time management, productivity management, right? I say time management only because that's kind of the phrase that we're familiar with, but really mm-hmm. we're talking about project management, mm-hmm. what you're working on when during your cycle. And why is that important? Well, We've talked about how your metabolism changes and why that drives what you should eat when. We've talked about why your cortisol patterns change based on the infradian effect and why that drives what which workouts you should do when. Well, it, the infradian rhythm has an effect on your brain chemistry. Like I said earlier, your brain... In 1996, Dr. Catherine Woolley at Northwestern University discovered that your brain changes up to 25% over the course of the month. Wow. Because of this infradian effect, because of your hormonal changes, um, which gives you huge advantages 
Okay. Um, and so it is only logical that you would structure what you're working on based on what is happening in your body. Just like it's logical that you would now structure your workouts based on what's happening with your cortisol patterns. Or it's logical that you would plan your caloric intake based on what's happening with your metabolism at a given moment, right? It's not the same every day. So you can't expect to have like your ideal daily schedule. Like, I'm sorry to say any... <laughs> And I remember being deeply disappointed with myself before I understood all of this, that I could never stick to a routine every day, mm-hmm. you know, despite trying the Franklin Covey or Tony Robbins, like time management planners, like, mm-hmm. or anything, bullet journals, or mm-hmm. I mean, any, any sort of like anything that you're doing, these things are all great, by the way, these are all great tools. I'm not knocking them. I think it's just that we haven't, they don't include the inflating cloth. Mm-hmm. So Therefore, they're not, they're not going to support you as a woman with your ideal productivity. So let me break down what's happening in your brain so that you can start to see pretty easily. And of course, there's a chart in chapter six of In the Flow that helps you really organize your projects based on your cycle phase. So I'll give you an example just of two phases uh, that are really powerful phases for you. In the ovulatory phase, estrogen surges to its peak concentration level. This has a super stimulating effect on two regions of the brain, the verbal and the social regions of the brain. So what this means is those anything that you do that requires verbal and social skills is going to come very easily to you. Not just come easily to you, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to like kick ass at it, right? So it is logical, and I am nothing but logical. <laughs> I appreciate for you it. <laughs> to, for you to front load as many activities during the ovulation phase mm-hmm. that uh, engage social and verbal skills, right? So networking events, presentations, speaking events, negotiations for raises, uh, go, you know, going out on first dates, you know, networking events, anything, brainstorming with your team, like anything that is going to require you to use those social and verbal centers of your brain. Mm. Then let's talk, move to the luteal phase. Luteal phase is, that's by the way, the, the ovulation phase is the shortest phase of the month, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. three to four days, okay. The luteal phase, there's a halo effect, so you can really think of it as like a week, okay, you're, you're, but the luteal phase is the longest, it's 10 to 14 days. And this is the only time of the cycle, the whole month, that you have access to this magical hormone called progesterone. And when you learn how to balance it and get it into optimal levels, you know, you're going to really feel the difference. Um, what this magical hormone does is it has this particular effect on your brain that is both simultaneously calming, but hyper-focusing, mm. right? So it's like a nootropic, right? You know, all the male biohackers, they have to take nootropics in the afternoon because their testosterone and their cortisol, you know, so drained that they can't focus as easily in the afternoon. They have to take something, adaptogens and other nootropics to help them concentrate. You have this with progesterone all day, every day for 10 to 14 days, right? If you're making enough progesterone, though. But if you have PMS, you're not making enough progesterone. You're not going to feel this effect. You got to dial in your self-care, which is what the cycle thinking method will help you achieve, by the way. Any imbalances in these hormonal ratios in your cycle phase will start to go away once you start to dial in the three pillars of this method, right? Mm -hmm. So 
it's calming, it's focusing. This is when you want to do anything that is about project completion, deep work, you know, you're writing a book, sit down and write your book, you know, say no to all the social and verbal stuff, because that's not where you're at that phase, right? To say no, I'm going to re- I'm going to reschedule that event or that meeting and just move it. It's it's a cycle. So it's going to come back around. You're going to have time to get to it. Just not right now. Right now in that luteal phase, get stuff done, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to feel so good. You're going to be like, gosh, I am just like flying through my task list. I am getting things done and it's low stress Mm -hmm. because you're doing what is coming naturally to you based on this infradian effect in your brain chemistry. And that's just two of them. Obviously, we have the follicular phase and the menstrual phase, and you'll find in the chart in Chapter 6 a huge list of things that you can project plan around for each of these phases. And I didn't just want to give you the list, but I also built a brand, because I built this for myself after years of frustration, not having a time management system that honored my infradian clock. So I built one. Um, it's in Chapter 6 of the book. It's a, the first time management uh, tool or tracker or system that incorporates both your infradian rhythm and your circadian needs, hmm. right? So you yeah. can plan because awesome. you know you you have you live in a twenty four hour sleep wake cycle, but you also have this infradian clock impacting you too. It's pretty easy once you get going with it. So hmm. I really encourage you to start using that because it will totally revolutionize your productivity, make you much more productive. At the same time, it will reduce dramatically your stress which is good for you psychologically and emotionally, but it also has real effects on your hormonal benefits as well. Yeah. Right. If your stress levels are up, your weight is not going to be happy. Your periods are not going to be happy. Your fertility is not going to be happy. Your sex drive, your mood is going to affect you. Right. Mm -hmm. I was, I was being interviewed by a male podcaster and we got to this part of the conversation. He goes, Oh my God. He has like a whole aha moment. He's like, Oh my gosh, I know what happened. I, he actually, he said, I can't imagine what it would be like because, you know, once in a while, my, my daily routine, which he has really dialed in, gets interrupted, like somebody messes with his morning routine. And he goes, and it ruins my day. I'm so off the whole day. He goes, I'm now just seeing for the first time that women have had to function completely thrown off constantly. Mm. He goes, I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're as successful as they are. Mm. I was like, yes, brother, that is the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You you guys are getting a lot of support to be set up in a circadian way to be successful with your daily time management and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We are not. Mm-hmm. And we ha- and we should be. And so that's what the the cycle thinking method can really help you do. Yeah. It's so interesting to me because I think um what's well, even something that you had shared earlier about, you know, all of the productivity hacks and Guidance, guidance, it seems like talks about get up at 5am and get your work done and all of that. And there have been seasons where I've tried to do that thinking like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. And, and at times it has served me well. There are certainly times where it serves you well, um, specifically probably certain phases of your cycle. Um, yeah. but then, you know, it's something that I've just never loved sticking with for a long period of time. And I kind of came to realize I'm just going to give my, myself permission to not wake up at 5am if I don't want to. You know, I think. I think we can begin to buy into that's the only way to have a really successful day is get up and follow the specific rhythm. And I do think believing, you know, or I do believe, like you said, having rhythms is important, but learning how to work with your body, it just suddenly revolutionizes the way that you can 
give yourself permission to not follow the status quo because you're actually doing what works for you. And I think that's been a huge lesson I have personally learned over the last year. And that I feel like you're kind of saying it's almost like that may not actually be what your body needs. Chapter one, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I don't know if I'm interpreting that right. That's how I kind oh, of no, get it's it. so, Everything you're just saying is so rich and juicy and I want to unpack it. Okay. Do it. <laughs> so, do it. <laughs> so 
first of all, if you are in a heterosexual relationship with a male partner and, you know, he is listening to podcasts and things of, of like male biohackers and he's like, honey, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and do a workout. We should do it together because I love you so much. You know, I don't know. It's like my dude voice. Okay. <laughs> that's, if that's what he, if that's the conversation that's happening in your household, you just want to look at him and say, honey, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things, sweetheart. One, the female brain is more densely packed um, neurologically, and therefore every female brain needs 20 more minutes of sleep per night compared to men. Hmm. I didn't say that we're smarter, but one could also, um, you know, more neurons, more neural pathways, you know, more complex thoughts, all <laughs> that. Anyway, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I love all the men in my life. <laughs> same, same. Um, okay. I, I'm following. Okay, I'm following. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Second, um, is that you operate on a circadian clock and you have to do the same routine every day, but I operate on an infradian clock and doing that's going to make me sick. So I love your enthusiasm for us being healthy together as part of our relationship, mm-hmm. uh, values, but, um, I want you to know for sure that we have to do that in a, in a, uh, gender distinct way. You do what works for your hormonal patterns and I'm going to do what works for mine. And we have to know about each other's and support each other's. And that's way more, um, uh, and that's a better solution than just us like waking up at 5 a.m. together. That's not how we can be together on this. How we can be together on us being healthy as a couple is if I, sign you up for the partner sync feature of the MyFlow app and then you know where I am in my cycle and I know where you are in your daily cycle and we support each other in that. Yeah. Can I ask right? a follow-up question about the man yeah. really quick? Just because you had made a comment about this with the them knowing where they're at where you're at in your cycle. Do you think there's I mean, there has to be. As you're saying this, I'm like, whoa, sometimes and it probably depends on where I'm at in my cycle if I pay closer attention to it I find that I am more focused even if it's evening time even if it's after dinner yeah, I am still that's focused. Right. and my husband isn't so much like usually he's kind no, of he out cannot of, be. yeah and he's I'm like I over. do not understand that his body operates on this cycle by the end of the day he's like trying to decompress he's in the and... menstrual man cave <laughs> by the about eight o'clock he has horm because listen I'm only saying that because what, what when we define this in yeah. the the start of menstruation the start of the bleed it's it's the moment at which all of your hormones are at their lowest level. Mm. So similarly, by the time it's eight o'clock at night, your husband's testosterone and cortisol levels are really at their lowest. And he's now initiating, he needs to get into rest mode so that he can make more testosterone for the next day. So we could say that that's kind of like his yeah. menstrual phase, right? If we wanted to break his day down into four phases, right. but they don't follow the same exact pattern because it turns out that his ovulation phase, so to speak, would be in the late afternoon mm-hmm. when he's a little bit more sensitive to his estrogen and therefore can be more social, which is why happy hour is in the late afternoon. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it, but his, his luteal phase is like first thing in the morning, right? Cause mm-hmm. he's going to wake up, he's going to be super focused, super con- able to concentrate to get things done, do, 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 right? Yep. Uh, it, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting inversion of the, yeah. the order, but the, he, he, they do still experience these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and being aware of that has so many repercussions. Like, for example, with my own husband and this, you know, kind of gets into the relationship piece. But, you know, for example, if if we're talking about optimizing our sex life as a couple, right, you've got to know where your male partner is and his testosterone pattern 
right? Because if you want him to have his optimal performance, you're not going to approach him at 11 o'clock at night when he's got no testosterone, Hmm. right? That is not going to be great for you. It's going to be okay, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be great. If you want a great experience, you've got to time it better for him and for you. And then also, you need to be aware of your own patterns, right? Because, for example, the inflating effect, as I mentioned a while ago, has an impact on your sexual um, response and desire, right? Mm-hmm. So there are phases of the cycle where you're more naturally self-lubricating, where you're more naturally in the mood. And there are other times where you don't produce any lubrication. And so there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you wouldn't even dream of initiating activity without breaking out the lube and having more extended foreplay to get you to your optimal results from a pleasure point of view. And everybody who's playing together in that relationship, you and your male partner, you've got to know about where is that person in their biological clock journey so that we can do what the what is needed to optimize the pleasure of the moment together. So interesting. My brain is like, whoa. <laughs> and there's a chart in chapter nine. There's the sex and relationship chapter chart in chapter eight or nine. I also found that as a new mom, and as a mom now, my daughter's almost seven. Um, you know, if I didn't re- organize my maternal duties and my parenting according to my inflating rhythm, I would feel constantly overwhelmed and guilty as a mom. Huh. But now I, I organize in that way. There's a chart for that in the book too. And, um, it's just such a joy to, to do it. it for me. It's a joy because I, I allow my, parenting and the activities and all the administration uh, mm-hmm. to, to happen when it's good for me. And so that keeps my stress levels low, makes me a happier, more engaged mom. But then also I'm modeling for my daughter who will at some point have her inflating clock turn on at puberty. Mm-hmm. And she'll understand that it's totally normal to, to shift mm-hmm. what you focus on based mm-hmm. on what's happening with your body. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to really, because men, and, and by the way, this is what men have been doing and tr- passing along to each other for millennia, mm-hmm. right? These, these success habits, I mean, they go back to like Marcus Aurelius, for God's sake, you know, of like getting up early and, and doing certain things at certain times and all these ancient Greek philosophers, you know, all these, you know, biohackers today are saying very similar things based on the observational, you know, things that were taking place thousands of years ago. Now we can use sensors and trackers to kind of really prove it even further that, you know, having a circadian time management, dietary management, and fitness management works really well for guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, but the problem is that we're still doing the same thing that medical fitness and nutrition research is doing, which is totally, uh, unacceptable, which is just making this very toxic and dangerous assumption that women are smaller versions of men with the same exact inner ecosystem. And so whatever is good for the goose is good for the gander, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. You have to stop doing what the dudes are doing and do what works for your hormones, period, pun intended. And if you do, Everything just starts to flow. And that's why the book is called In the Flow, because I was so excited as a young woman in my 20s by this concept of like, you know, Tony Robbins would talk about getting into your peak flow state. And a cornerstone of that peak flow state 
was his daily routine, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, great, well, I want to have a daily routine. And this is some of the things that you were saying too, like you were searching for like, okay, let me try something new because I, we're all as women, much more so than men, because anytime they plug into any of these methodologies, they start to get into a peak flow state really quickly. But we keep searching for the thing that's going to make us feel good because we're never getting into our peak flow state because none of these methods include our infradian clock. So we try the early morning thing, we try the keto thing, we try the intermittent fasting thing, we try the HIIT workout, we try, I don't know, color coding our daily planners, we try everything mm -hmm. to try to get into a peak flow state and it never happens. And we, and we, and on taboo, we have all these quote unquote mysterious health issues with our hormones. Mm -hmm. And I am here to tell you that it is all totally unnecessary and totally solvable using the same conceptual methodology that works for men, right? Organizing your your self-care and your productivity around your hormonal patterns, but just making sure that you're doing them, you're organizing your self-care and your productivity around your female hormonal patterns and not male hormonal patterns that you do not have, hmm. right? Yeah, wow. And it will revolutionize your health and it will revolutionize your life and it will keep you in a peak flow state. People ask me all the time, Alisa, how is it that you run a company, write books? I mean, last year alone, I spoke on a hundred podcasts. I, I'm very actively involved in raising my daughter. You can only imagine mm -hmm. uh, what kind of conversations we have <laughs> between me and her, <laughs> uh, given what I do for work. I always spend time with my husband and my friends. How do I do all this in my self-care? I couldn't do it at all if I did not use the cycle thinking method to maximize my health and mm. my productivity and keep my stress levels low. I do not do it all every day. I do it only when it's optimal for that part of my cycle. And I find that I get so much farther faster because I'm cycling through things as opposed to trying to push mm. constantly in a linear fashion, right? Mm -hmm. I'm cycling instead of trying to go straight, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's really powerful. It's really profound. And I'm Super, super excited and passionate for women to try this because it works. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just so a relief. It's a relief. Absolutely. <laughs> I was actually going to, a question came up for me. It, you mentioned something about parenting and you also mentioned something about running a company and all the things that you do. And this is something that I'm curious about. The first is if you have a female team where probably mm. everyone works remotely and is on different cycles. How does that work when you're like, if you're, uh, if you're operating the business kind of according to your cycle as the leader, how does that work if other people are on different schedules where they have different needs at different times? Does that make sense? It works so well. In fact, I go into corporations all the time and train mixed gender teams on, on biological rhythm, awareness, inclus and inclusivity in, uh, like workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, People ask me this question all the time. It's a, it's a fantastic question. And here's the answer. Just like men do not walk around announcing and pronouncing where they are hormonally throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the assumption, the expectation, and the assumption is like among male co colleagues, like, okay, you manage you and be aware of what you need to perform optimally. I'm going to do that for myself. And when we can come together and collaborate, where it works for both of us, we will do that. When it doesn't, we expect and, and do not have judgment when we get pushback, like, no, I can't do that right now. Mm. Not good for me, right? 
we don't ask for explanation. It's a whole thing, right? So, for example, Jeff and Joe uh, are working together, and Joe comes into Jeff's office at 10 a.m. and says, hey, hey, uh, Jeff, can I pull you into the conference room? I, I, I want to brainstorm something with you and da-da-da. And, and Jeff is like, hey, Joe, you know, I'd love to do that. Um, right now, I'm in the middle of my deep work. Uh, can we schedule that later this afternoon? Joe's going to be like, no problem, dude. Thank you so much. So excited to do it later. You're the best, right? Mm-hmm. Joe would not be like, what is wrong with you? You know, you're fired. Right. Right. But we as women, and for really good reason, because, geez, we had to claw and scratch our way to just even get allowed to be in corporate America. We are terrified to do any of that pushback. But now as more of us are running teams and running companies and at the sea level or having our own businesses, we don't need to keep holding on to that fear of setting healthy boundaries around what is happening, what optimizes our productivity, uh, because that's just normal. That's what the guys do all the time. So that's the first thing I want to say is that part of this is recognizing that we have to be ready to uh, take up a little bit more space when from the vantage point of our biological reality, right? Mm-hmm. And then how it works within the team, like it works so well. So for example, I always plan my strategic planning meeting during my follicular phase. This is only when I'm most... Um, I call it popcorny. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I want to look. What about this idea and this idea? And I'm just full of ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I I always schedule those meetings with my team then for me, right? Mm-hmm. But then I bank on the fact that I will have my team members in various other hormonal phases, right? So I will definitely get people in their follicular and ovulatory phases who will be excited and enthusiastic like me. I'm like, yes, let's do. Let's definitely do all 10 of these projects this quarter, right? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is both good and awful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I'll have women, thankfully, who are, and I won't know, but you know, cause we're not announcing it to each other. We don't wear, we don't wear name tags that say, hi, I'm Elisa. I'm in my follicular right. phase. We don't do that, <laughs> right? Cause the guys aren't doing that either. So right. you don't need to do that. Um, the, I bank on the fact that there are women in the team who will be in their luteal and their menstrual phases. And the one in the luteal phase will say something like, gee, okay, well, if we really wanted to try to do this, how, let's really try to dig into the timeline here. And gee, the more we dig into the timeline, Elisa, it's, it's just, it's, it's not sustainable. We cannot do all 10 of these projects. And then the woman in her menstrual phase, because of what's happening with her brain hemisphere, she'll be, she'll really come out with a strong opinion. And say, listen, Elisa, the last time you tried to do this many projects, it failed. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we cannot do this. Stop. Let's pick the three most important ones and focus on those. Mm-hmm. And it's this tension between the excitement and enthusiasm of all the new shiny things that we could do and the pushback from those in the second half of the cycle that creates the perfect strategic plan mm-hmm. by the end of that meeting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's super advantageous for each woman to know which phase of the cycle she's in, to deeply lean into that without having to explain it, with what she's doing in the meeting, and then to, like I said earlier, take up the space from the perspective of her biological rally. Don't just say yes, because that's what you think everybody wants to hear. Don't do people pleasing, mm-hmm. which I know we've all been conditioned to do as women. Don't do that. 
do what your phase is telling you is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that will always lead us to the right conclusion. Yeah. And then the third piece is around, you know, outside of the team, just in your own project management. Let's say your boss comes to you and says, hey, Susie, I need this by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Can you, you know, that's what get, get a by the, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. the deadline thing, because that always comes up is like, how do we do some teams and wait? What about deadlines? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't move them. Right. So first thing is you really assess, is this a real fire? If it's a real fire, stop, drop, and roll, meaning clear your schedule and only do this thing that your boss needs and do it, mm-hmm. okay? And take care of yourself, you know, make sure you're eating, get stretch breaks, you know, breathe. Like, it's, it's a crisis. you got to do it, okay? So manage your other self-care accordingly. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a fire and it's something that you want to really do a good job on, which, of course, it's your job. You always want to do a good job. You're going to look at it, take a few moments. Your boss is talking to you and asking, you know, can you get this to me tomorrow? You're going to say, listen, um, this project is going to require da-da-da-da-da, X, Y, Z. And I want to give you the best possible outcome. This, I know, is not um, time sensitive, right? Like you would for math, this is not as time sensitive. And he or she would say, yes, it's not. I just, I'd love it tomorrow. But, you know, if you think you can add all this color and depth to it, when can I have that? Okay, I'm going to get that to you on such and such a date. Great. Mm-hmm. And then you deliver and over deliver, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to do those project pieces at the optimal time in your cycle. And then you're going to kick ass. Mm. right Mm. so you have to be willing that's what taking up space looks like Mm -hmm. right it's not a binary black or white thing where you just say no all the time it's not reality Mm -hmm. you know if there's a crisis you stop drop and roll you push things off your calendar you cancel meetings and you get stuff done Mm -hmm. so that you can meet that deadline but if it's not a crisis which 95 percent of the time it's not Mm -hmm. then you have to uh discuss negotiate and Agree upon a schedule that is sustainable for you, your boss, your company, and your optimal work product. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because that, because if saying no to a deadline that's not a fire is not the thing that's going to get you fired. That's not going to get you fired. What's going to get you fired is delivering substandard work because you never stick up for yourself to ask for more time to do your best work. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to get you fired. Yeah. Right. So we have to really start to be much more nuanced. And the way that you can be more nuanced is by understanding how your productivity becomes optimized. And that is comes directly from understanding your infradian patterns. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I look at it through even the lens of leading a team and something I try to do. And I, I didn't even realize that there could be a benefit when it comes to the cycles of those that work with me. Um, even trying to even ask like, hey, this is something that's somewhat urgent what is the soonest that you can get it done like actually asking yeah for them like and so if you are a leader i think asking from that perspective if it's not something you need tomorrow but you also want to emphasize that you don't want to wait two months or a month like if you could ideally get in a week or so maybe next week's going to be a better time for them to work on it so just giving them that option because a lot of times some of my team members will say like hey realistically with everything that's already on my plate and my schedule and what i'm doing you know and it's not even necessarily cycle related to my understanding but i think this can really work if we're operating as leaders and as participants in projects um, and, and within companies, like to ask from that perspective gives that flexibility for them to respond and say, I can probably do this by next Friday and it'll be a lot better. You know, so I think 100%. asking makes a better situation for both. 
Yeah, and that that does two things. One, you're that's how you as a leader, a team leader or a company leader can demonstrate your biological awareness and inclusivity as part of your corporate culture, right? But secondarily, that is going to make your team members love working for you because you are going to care about encouraging them to do their best work in their best time as opposed to just dictating arbitrarily, I want this tomorrow. Right. right? Unless there's like it's, a true need, like you said. Unless like, there's a fire, true, right? right? Exactly. exactly. There's, and those things happen from time to time. But I mean, I've been running a company, been running my own business now for a few decades. That happens very seldomly and is typically the result of bad planning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So that's why regular, you know, with, with I mean, I meet with my t- individual team members weekly. And then I, we meet as a team, as a whole team monthly, and then we do strategic planning quarterly, and we review that strategic plan biannually. And like the more you d- dial in the planning, and then everybody can make their own project map that mm-hmm. is optimal for them based on the company's overall plan that everybody's decided on, right. it just, you just don't have fire drills. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it, again, and this is, it's a similar process, right? If you plan your caloric intake according to what, what you need, right? And you plan ahead according to your infradian rhythm and you plan your workouts, you can know, you'll know once you start the cycle thinking method, you'll know which workout you're doing every luteal phase for the next year. Mm-hmm. Talk about being organized, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel every week. Right. Like, what should I do today? Oh, no. I can just, you can just put this in your new time management tracker that's in the book for the whole you can plan out your whole year and be so organized that you just reduce stress just from that level of organization yeah and that can be done on the personal level and it can be done on the team level and it can be done on the corporate level so good and so helpful because that was probably my biggest hang up with the whole concept of cycle thinking i was like how does this realistically work when you do have just like daily tasks that you have to get done or you have you know, deadlines or teams or everyone's on different pages. So that's super helpful to understand. And I also think that applies to family too. You had talked about parenting where everyone's kind of on different pages and has different needs. It can be really tough to feel like you're inserting yourself and your own needs into that picture. But what you just described, it's like actually it kind of works really well if you're just aware and doing what you can to support your needs in that season or in that in that phase. It, it just makes you want to lead in the family environment, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I can appreciate why as a mom, the instinct is to put everybody else's needs first. Your kids need, and your kids prepubescent are on a circadian only clock, right? Mm-hmm. So it's super important that you make sure they get their naps in at the right time and they go to bed and dinner has to be, you know, like right now, like dinner has to be no later than six o'clock so that my kid can have her like fall asleep by eight thirty or nine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If I, if dinner's later, you know, as she puts it, her batteries get charged up and she's awake, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just pretty straightforward. Right. So that's a, that's a daily thing that we have to make sure that we do. But I come at the management of that with my husband from my infradian perspective. Mm-hmm. So during certain phases of my cycle, right, the ovulatory and luteal phases, I might really love the uh, the creativity, 
piece around coming up with what we're going to do for dinner um, in the luteal phase. I just m- really might like the meditative aspect of like stopping my work day at five and getting in the kitchen and getting dinner done and focusing on that and completing that task very satisfying. Mm-hmm. But in my menstrual phase and my follicular phase, I just might not be in the mood at all to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we may pull out things that I've cooked that we've frozen. My husband might feel interested or inspired to make dinner. Um, you know, we might just do something quick and easy. Mm-hmm. But dinner is always accomplished by 5.30 or 6. Mm-hmm. But I lead the process of getting dinner on the table, accomplishing that task and that goal from the perspective of each of those cycle phases, as opposed to trying to ignore it and push through it. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, I'm doing whatever, the same every day, because that's going to lead to, you know, emotional disruption, which is going to have a negative trickle effect onto my children and family, right? My child and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to have a physical health disruption on myself, Yeah. yeah. right? So that's that's an example of of how you can manage another person's need, but always like stay centered this. in the infradian reality yeah. that you li- exist in. Yeah, that's a right? really good way to put it. Like almost like when it comes to the process by which you're doing something. Yes, that is it. super helpful. That makes it make so much more sense. <laughs> you got it. You that's figured great. it out. I love yeah, it. I love it, it so set. much. That's great. <laughs> Okay, I have another question um, that's kind of, I want to start wrapping up here because I don't want to take your entire day, although we, I would be happy to sit here and learn for the next eight hours, but... It um, keeps making me think I should do like a retreat or You totally <laughs> should. You totally should. I love it so much. Um, but I would love if you can share what you would say to women who feel frustrated or mad at their bodies or like their bodies can't be fixed. Like whether it's they feel like their body has betrayed them or it's just no matter what they try, they feel like they're just not getting anywhere. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but maybe they've struggled to find a doctor who listens to them or they've been, you know, relegated to drugs or surgeries. Like, what would your encouragement to them be? First of all, first of all, first of all, your anger, your grief is so um, valid. The fact that you have not been able to get support, the fact that it, that your pain is ignored in the medical setting, the fact that there has been no funding and no research and that your gender is excluded from research, these are things to feel angry and, and sad about any woman, whether she's directly impacted by that on a medical level or not. This, this is, I wrote about this in chapter 10 of In the Flow. When I teach this, that every woman gets to this place where she's like, oh my God, if I had only known this information, I can see easily how the course of my healthcare and my life would have been totally different. Mm. And there is a lot of emotion that comes up about the huge opportunity cost mm. that that has, that has played out for you. Mm. So I just want to acknowledge that that is very valid and reasonable for you to feel. Mm. And I also want to say that, you know, and again, this is just my nature, is now what are you going to do? Now that you know, right, are you going to continue to be in a situation where you feel like you can't do anything about it? Or are you going to just start taking massive action with the correct information? 
mm-hmm. right? Because the status quo wants you to feel like, you know, a passive like bystander about all this. Like, well, there's nothing you can do and you just have to suffer and that's what the convention is. But that's not true. That is not scientifically founded. So you have to decide to get yourself educated and you have to decide to take take massive action for yourself. Now, as far as finding a practitioner who will understand you, you know, they're out there. Uh, but that's also why we built Flow Living, right? Because regardless of where you live, you can come to us from anywhere in the world virtually. You can access our programs, our supplements, our telehealth coaching, so that you can get the support that you need that is not yet standardized and included as part of the care model that women have around their hormones. And then, you know, I would highly encourage you to start immediately, if you have a regular cycle, even if it's highly symptomatic, to immediately start using the cycle thinking method. Um, I actually, in fact, would love to invite everyone who's listening and we can, we can create a, a, a code that we can put in the show notes to get a free month of Flow 28, which is our cycle thinking membership, right? So you can come, you can get grocery lists, meal plans, recipes, for each phase of your cycle for a whole month, workout videos, the time management tool. If you are excited about what you've learned and you want to take massive action, come do it and you can come do it for free. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would also encourage you to think about taking, we just released this, I've been working on it for several years. I'm super, super proud of it. The Cycle Thinking Supplement Kit. It's the first of its kind set of formulations that you take one of the four formulations only when you're in that cycle phase to optimize the hormones of that phase and to mitigate the stereotypical symptoms of that phase, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have breakouts during ovulation, you have, uh, you know, PMS during the luteal phase, you'll take the ovulatory formulation during ovulation, you'll take the luteal formulation during, right? Because you have different needs at different times of the cycle, taking the same supplements every day only doesn't get you across the finish line. Adding this kit in can really make a huge difference. So really start taking action around this. That's going to heal the the emotional wounding that has resulted from feeling ignored by the system that you seek support from. And also, it's going to immediately heal this, this unnecessary emotional frustration that you feel about your body betraying you. Your body's not betraying you. No, no, no. Not at all. Your body is crying out for you to support it. The larger the symptoms, the bigger the cry. Okay. I had as many, I had a lot of large symptoms. My body was practically screaming at me. Okay. To really start to deeply support my endocrine system and my hormones. And once I did that, 60 pounds melted off of my body. My acne was gone without topical intervention. And remember, I only menstruated five times in that first decade of my reproductive life. I restored ovulation and menstruation monthly hmm. for the past two decades. Wow. Was able to conceive naturally at 36, right? I I have been 20 years caffeine free. I'm sure we're two hours into a recording. <laughs> How are you feeling about my energy levels? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So your body is not betraying you at all. It is 
calling out for you to get into action, to start supporting her so that she can shine for you, so she can thrive for you, so she can be a tool with which you can master your life. That's what is happening. And getting into the cycle thinking method, practicing that like you would practice a daily yoga practice, right? Mm -hmm. Coming every day back to where am I in my infradian rhythm and how can I support this today? Even if you're not perfect, right? Because it's not, you don't have to be perfect to do this. You can really fudge it. You can really only do it like 50% of the time and you'll still get huge results. Mm -hmm. If you do it like a practice, right? What you're going to find is that you fall in love with yourself. You feel empowered. You feel at home finally for the first time in your body. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing the encouragement, but also really helpful resources and just steps that we can be taking. You were right, you guys, just for context, we were going to record a week ago and we ended up only having like 35 minutes to record. And she's like, this is going to take a while. And you were so right. (laughs) But it was so worth it. I'm so glad we may break this into two parts. But either way, I am so thankful for everything that you've shared and the research that you've done, the work that you've done, and just really what you put out into the world to give us and empower us with information that was a either not researched or b not taught to us or c both and so anyways beyond thankful where can everyone find your books where can they find you mentioned your website can you can you share that with us again and the app as well just for anyone who's interested who wants to really start taking charge in this area of their life so if you want to come and if anything is going on with your period your fertility your perimenopause go to flowliving.com f-l-o living.com if you want to download the app, go to myflowtracker.com and make sure it has a circle icon, okay? If you are ready to join the Cycle Thinking membership, that's cyclethinkingmembership.com. Um, check the code in the show notes so that uh, we'll have a special code for Jordan's listeners that can get one free month of, of this membership because I really just... I just know how it's going to help. And I want you to have that help because I know you haven't gotten enough help (laughs) as a woman. So it's my pleasure to get that to everybody. The books you can find wherever books are sold online. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if bookstores are open as much these days because of COVID, but all the online places. Um, You can also get a bunch of uh, free infradian gifts with purchase of In the Flow if you go to intheflowbooks.com. The Cycle Thinking Supplements are on slowliving.com. Go to the supplement shop and click on Cycle Thinking Supplement Kit. Um, and you can find us on social media at Slow Living and at alisa.vd. Awesome. Alisa, thank you so much. We are so appreciative of your time and your work and everything that you've shared has just been so good. This has been absolute gold. We are so thankful. Thank you for having me, Jordan, for all this juicy, juicy time together. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in.
To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.